The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Tom Arnold, and uh, you're listening to uh, Tech Talk Radio. They're really great, and uh, I love them. Hey, how about a copy of Windows? Uh, can I get a laptop? Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Lots been going on, so as we get into the show... Um, Number one, a new game is out that has taken the internet by storm. We tried oh, yeah. to get keys for it because normally we could reach out to these companies and we could say, hey, can we, you know, send us not keys to like this game. This game, no. No, they're not Ooh. giving out any keys because it is in such a high demand. Yeah. Justin has built himself a computer, a uh, brand new Rebuilt. one. Rebuilt. Uh, like, well, you kind of went, you kind of went from scratch. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. Sean got himself something he has to carry around to really show what an absolute true radio geek he is. It's, you could say I went ham. You went all ha- Now, is it, <laughs> is it an actual ham now? Do you have the ham license to do it? Yeah, I've had, so I've had, my, I've had my technician license since uh, beginning of, or the end of April. Oh, okay. So I've got I'm my GMRS license and my technician license, and I'm taking my general exam on the 15th. Wow. Oh my gosh, dude! <clears throat> now you're killing have this, me. This big you're killing me, Smalls. You have a big antenna now. You can hold it up, and you could actually talk to the space station if you wanted to. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm. I I haven't verified a contact yet because I what well, didn't my voice memos weren't wasn't recording on my phone, but I did have a somebody else. I don't remember what their call sign was because they talk 200 miles an hour. Somebody else did call back my call sign from the repeater on the space station. That's neat. From the repeater on the space station. Yeah. So, are so, you sure like, you didn't actually hit a local? Oh no, because you dialed into the ISS frequency. Yeah. So yeah. I've got the frequencies programmed, right? So I track the space station using an app on my phone called what, Sky Guide, which is what great, is the right? frequency so, of the space station? There is a no. website called the Amateur Radio International the org. Okay. Amateur Radio on the International Space Station. So if, if you're interested in listening to the space station or making a contact to the space station, it, you can go to that website and get all the information you want. So it's, um, okay, you yes. uplink at a VHF frequency and you downlink at a, a UHF frequency. I've got a program. So when I key my radio, I'm transmitting on, I want to say one, four, nine dot five, something five, nine, zero, I think. And then I'm listening on a diff four, seven, nine dot. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but I've got a Yagi antenna. Yagi just stands for Yegi. Is it Yagi or Yagi? Yagi, Yagi, I don't know. Whatever right. it's called. Yagi. Wow. If you're so it's the, the guy video, with the technician license doesn't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> whatever. Yagi, Yagi, JPEG, whatever. You want to call it GIF, GIF, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. It looks like one of those so, TV antennas. <clears throat> yeah, it does. So, the, so this is a, they call it a three-beam Yagi. The center beam is actually the actual receiver. This is actually the one that receives the radio signals. And then the one at the front is a reflector, and the one at the back is a deflector. So this one will reflect the signal towards it. This one will deflect it back, so the center the center uh, picks it up. So this is actually this part here is actually where. It is. Now, how much how wow. much did that set you back to be able to do uh, this? Ninety eight bucks, I think. I, I bought yeah. it from a company called Aero Antennas Online. It's very cumbersome. You start knocking knocking stuff around. With it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that is a that is a pretty cool piece of hardware there. But yeah, Bad. so all I all I do is I yeah I, I took it upstairs. I plugged in. It's got BNC connectors on it, so I had to get some connectors to make my radio have BNC connectors. And I just plugged it in, and you just hold it, and you have your radio in your hand, and you just as you're tracking. And you look you can, like a complete dork. <laughs> yes, I look like a complete dork. 
I don't think I have a clip of it because I, I recorded myself doing it the other day. Um, we got to see weird. that. It's like this. You're just it, it, and you're rotating it. And it People across weird, the street are like, "Wow, Sean must be on some new medication." <laughs> but um, no, it it I immediately heard a difference in the quality of the signal, right? Yeah. In what I received, because it's very directional. That's the point of this antenna. Is it's a beam antenna, right? It's, it focuses the beam down the center of the antenna. So unlike like the the upri antenna, right? The long one I have. That's yeah. Very omnidirectional. This is very directional. So you have to kind of know where the space station is going, and track it as you. So you're actually following it as it's going across the sky, and then as it's you have to turn it because it's polarized, right? So if if you're not hearing it right, you might have to rotate it 90 degrees to get horizontal versus vertical. People and across the street are going to think you're some fighting some like imaginary <laughs> dragon or something. Like, you know what would be great? You know what I picture, John? You know when a dog goes and gets surgery and they have to wear the cone? You got to do this while you're wearing a cone. I think this oh would my be God. <laughs> with with With, a, with an are, aluminum I, foil are, hat, dude. I'm going to need a straight jacket on. I'm going to do the whole thing. But, oh, my gosh. Um, so even just from my backyard, right? Right. I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed because um, I set it up to record on my computer and my phone, and neither of them actually recorded. But I did get my first contact with somebody really? talking to the repeater on the space station. Nah, so that's cool. Yeah. The 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 the, the way it works is <clears throat> you listen, and then people you hear it's it's busy. It's super busy. People are talking to it all the time when it's up there. You kind of just have to find a gap and just all, with the, if you hear any little bit of silence, you just get your call sign in there. You call your call sign, so it'd be KD9 VFE, and then you got to say your grid square, right? So the, there, there's a – the ARRL put out a, a list, and I'll share that link. But there's grids, squ squares around the world, and that's your identifier for where you're calling from. Right. So I would say KD9 VFE EN61. So if somebody looked at that grid square, they would see that I'm calling from within this grid square. How big is the and, grid square? Yeah. What, what kind of areas um, covered? I don't know. It's probably fifty or sixty miles, miles? By sixty miles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Neat. So, like, I'm right at the edge of like, almost at like four corners of like th four different call uh, grid grid signs because I'm in Northwest okay. Indiana. So. so I did that, and then I heard somebody call back their call sign and my call sign. That means they heard but you. Then, but then, but then I'm you know I'm tracking it, and then it broke well, up, and then I was like, <laughs> Can I ask you this? Let me let me let me let me just play devil's advocate just for a moment. All right. Is it possible that you actually didn't hit the ISS, but what you did was just transmit enough into the ionosphere that it bounced back down and somebody else just happened to pick that up and you actually never contacted the ISS? I'm like, so, or well, you're, were you hearing, so, or were you so hearing? If, if you're clearly not studying for your technician stuff. Yeah, he's a Debbie Downer, isn't he? <laughs> what? VHF and UHF signals aren't reflected by the ionizer. Aha. Uh, VHF is spuriously. Oh, okay, spurious spuriously. Emissions. But that's not going to be. That's not the guy with the technician license. <laughs> I am studying for mine. You guys, nice try there, I bud. Think, I still think it's kind of cool because I got my license for GMRS, right? I got all excited. I got this radio that was gifted to me, and I have not talked to a soul on this thing at all. I can't. I can't even get a radio check. I've tried. I've, I've signed up for a couple of uh, local repeaters. Uh, there's a couple of really good ones. Mount Lemon has a hundred mile range. I got on that one. I got another one that's like seriously about two miles away from me. And I got the PL. I signed up, and a guy sent me the PL tones. I put them in my radio. I try a key. I can't see it on the map. 
Nothing. So I go all out. You guys are going to love this. I go all out and I said, what is this antenna that you recommended, Sean? It's the... Uh, the Abris? Abris. So oh, I, Abri. I go oh, online okay. and I see this Abris. And I'm like, wow, this thing's only like $12, $13. And it's a foldable, collapsible antenna. And it's got a lot of length. And I'm thinking, I'm going to look like really an idiot carrying this this whole small handheld radio with you antenna. are a radio dj so well yeah i guess you know but it's an antenna that's bigger than my daughter right so i'm thinking okay but i order it and i'd make the big mistake that everybody makes female versus male i think it's what i needed was a male and so I many needed- times have i made that mistake when i was in thailand <laughs> <laughs> wow Wow, Justin for the win on that one. Wow. So I I, I get the wrong one. I'm trying to connect and I'm uh so I like seriously within a half an hour I I got a return. So now I got to order the right one and I'm thinking wait because I'm not sure if this radio even works cuz I'm not getting so, so anything. So let me ask you this Andy, if you turn the radio on and you leave it on, yeah. Do you hear any traffic? Oh yeah. I do. Matter of fact, even the net, I would per- participated in the net on Sunday waiting to hear Justin, but nothing. Oh, see, I I stopped doing that net because I wasn't ever called on. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. And I tried the net. And I would, I'd say, you know, WRTN 713 checking in. Nothing. Not even, you know, yeah. okay. All right. I think during the break, you're going to have to show, we're going to have to see if we can figure out what's going on. All right. Yeah. I, John is the maybe, guy probably that could do that. Maybe yeah. just to, to, you know, all, to all respects to the man who, who gifted me the, the radio, maybe it's time to get a Baofeng and try a completely different one. Because I don't even be. have a programming cable. I don't have that. I just have to program it There's, manually. You know, and let me, I should mention this, that, you know, if you're studying for your exam or you're follow, you're looking at the laws and the rules about ham, the Baofeng radio is not licensed for no. GMRS. Oh, the the Baofeng's right. They're They're not certified. Part, certified. I think it's part. Ninety certified. Part ninety or part ninety-five, meaning they don't meet the specs for transmission on GMRS frequencies. Oh, so now, technically, technically, yeah, you transmit using a Baofei UV5R, you're breaking the law. Technically, you're break. Yeah, technically, that's the thing. But that's that's the key word. But I was watching. There's a YouTube channel I've been following, and I want to give a shout out. He obviously probably doesn't even know we exist. However, uh, not a Rubicon production. This guy, all so he good. talks about. Yeah, yeah, right? I love his videos because he just he, he's such a heckler. He heckles all the people that leave comments on his show, on his videos. But he talks about it, and he's like, oh, but, you know, people, oh, it's illegal. You can't do that. Oh, it's, you're, you're going to get busted. And then he goes back, and he looks through every single time the FCC ever busted somebody for, for, for illegally transmitting on a Baofeng. And it was a blank sheet of paper. So what? what is a Baofeng for then? I mean... It's for ham. For ham. Oh, if you get your so technician not, license. So it's not GMRS. No. I, so here, here's here's the problem. is <clears throat> the, the issue with it is that there are power restrictions with GMRS. Yeah. And like the ability water, to two watts or something. have a radio that you can increase the power beyond that limit on certain channels, right? So... And the, the FCC has... It, they're not great radios that they're very you, they bleed over and they they're 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 wider on the band so they bleed over into other frequencies and they just 
they're not very well liked by ham radio operators. All right. Because they're not very efficient Chinese radios. They're, so it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. They're not really well liked. That's true. But Baofeng is the biggest seller of ham radio in the world combined. If you combine Kenwood, Icom, and Yesu, Baofeng beats them all. Huh. Combined. Because they're cheap. I had no idea. I thought that's what you used for it. So I'm glad you guys kind of cleared the air on that. Again, technically. Right. So there are some Baofeng radios that are part certified, right? But it's not the UV5R. It's not their cheap version, right? So like the B-Tech GMRS radio that I have is actually a Baofeng radio just licensed for GMRS. It just ah, does that's GMRS That's what the B stands for in B-Tech. Baofeng Tech. <laughs> there you go. They also make other radios. If you don't tell anybody you're doing it, nobody's ever going to know. Yeah, nobody's ever going to know. Yeah, that'd be my luck, though. Knocking on my door. Yeah, yeah. nah. That's nah. It's going to happen. That'd be, you know what? That would be your luck, but that would be funny as heck. <laughs> Thanks. Local radio DJ get busted by the FCC for transmitting on radio waves. And I'll blame it on you guys. You guys got me into this. It is fun, but again, like I said, I've had no luck in getting mine to work, and maybe we'll be able to figure it out. But Wait, in the meantime, what, 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 what? Don't you have... Don't you have an FCC license already because you a are class, a broadcaster? I have a Class C, so we're talking about... But you do have an FCC license. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, but not for not amateur for ham, okay. Not yeah, for yeah. ham amateur radio. I'm a professional, okay. man. Thank you. <laughs> we have an, we have he an, says professional. amateur business. <laughs> he says professional in quotation marks. I don't mind hanging it's, out it's with you. It's only because he gets paid for it. I don't mind hanging out with you amateurs. That's, uh, that's yeah. how it works here. Yes. I actually found my license the other day, a little yellow card that, uh, you know, went through broadcasting school. We all had to get it. I took a test, but it wasn't that difficult. Well, that's you know. the, kind of the thing with amateur radio. The technician exam is really not that hard. Um, and and you got to understand some concepts, obviously. And the general test is a little bit harder. But what I've been hearing is the amateur extra, which is the top of the class license that you can get, is extremely difficult. Yeah. The general takes it up a notch just because you start getting into uh, much more uh, restricted bands down in the higher, higher frequencies, the, you know, the 40 meter, the 20 meter, the 40 meter, the 80 meter and, and higher. But um, it's, then it's you, like it's like it's like going from like Tabasco to like habanero sauce to like straight up like Carolina Reaper. Right. Uh, OK, I got it. I got it. All right. Let's let's shift gears a little and. Talk about the tech that uh, Justin has been involved in lately, uh, which involves, uh -huh. well, and I'll get to something. There's something I want to ask you that may be affecting my radio too. Should I just go with that? Here, let, let, let me let me ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I bought myself a Linksys 6E, a Hydra 6E, a brand new router. You know, it runs. Wireless uh, router, yeah. Yeah, wireless router. I decided because my, uh, my five was starting to get to the point where we would re reboot all of a sudden. Or just mm. little issues with it. So I'm okay, go with the six. So I hooked it up. Man, was that a pain in the neck. For anybody that is switching out your routers, if you've got doorbells, cameras, security cameras, pretty much everything throughout your house, yep. you have to reconfigure. All the Alexa devices have to reset. Even if you use the same password, you use the same SSID, you still got to reset it because it's brand new. <clears throat> but I did notice something the other day. I was doing a, I've been involved in this cassette project uh, for a listener that I met here at KJVY when I was doing mornings here. And it was actually pretty cool. 
they they heard me talking about using RX9 from Isotope and how pleased, how happy I was. And then I mentioned that I, I like doing this digital restoration. I like to be taking cassettes, which I'm going to be involved with helping Justin with that. <laughs> Whenever and I get around to send them to when you. When you send it to me. So they actually sent me 18 gospel cassettes to go ahead and they wanted to have them digitized. I said, okay, okay, cool. I can do it. Yeah. Well, I noticed when I was doing the transfers on them, I would get on the left channel, I was getting a fluttering, like an electric fluttering feedback. And I, I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Check the heads, check the connection. It's a USB connection. goes right into the PC. Tried different USB connector. Could not get it to go away. Then one day I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what if I added, because I did one tape, it was fine. But what have I added since then? The router. So I went ahead and mm. I powered down the router, turned it off while I was doing the work. That flutter went away. So off the router, I'm getting uh, electronic interference from the electronic device, which is about two and a half, three feet away. So have you tried getting a USB cable that has a ferrite choke on it? No, no. And that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, what would be a, a good recommendation if you're using it near a router? So getting so getting a ferrite choke that will live at the end. Like you'll see it if you go most if you look at a lot of power cables. Mm hmm. They have ferret chokes on them. It was a little just, round uh, connector at the end, right? Yeah, it's just got metal yeah. in it, right? So it absorbs RF interference, or it, it absorbs RF signals as the cable goes through, right? It helps absorb those from transmitting okay. to the cable. So if I'm so, yeah. so if I'm sitting four feet away from the the router, and I'm trying to use my radio, is it possible that the the uh, the the router itself is causing the interference. It's not allowing the signal to get out. Remember, That'd I'm using pretty strong. I'm using a that short uh, antenna. Yeah, but you're talking in the range of two gigahertz. Two six gigahertz, gigahertz versus, yeah. versus four hundred megahertz. Yeah, that's a, that's right, a big. So, that's a big range away. But it was now, enough to affect the USB. So I kind of wonder about that. Yeah, mm. I mean, USB can be affected by a lot of... It can be affected by your microwave, right? right. It's like... So, you just have to... I would I would look at either getting a, a, a ferrite-choked USB cable or mm -hmm. just buying a collection of ferrite chokes from Amazon and trying that and see. Yeah, I was also thinking about building a shelf because it's sitting on a table, building a shelf and raising the router a little higher uh, yeah. in, in that computer room so it's above everything and it's it's up on a shelf and that would be... Could also, could, but it could also be electrical interference because if the router's plugged into the same it could be causing issues electrically that is it's on the same it's on the same uh ups Circuit. yeah ah could be causing that interference too that could be could it be the well. power could be the power supply from the wireless with the wireless router not actually the wireless portion of the router itself all right well some things to think about many of our listeners uh, are changing out their router to think about that. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen that much of an increase in speed. I did notice that my Xbox, uh, my Xbox one is, is ready to go because I'll try watching. Don't laugh. I'll try watching TLC live and it starts buffering to the point where then it just stops. Uh, I tried the same Probably for the best. <laughs> I tried the same, you know, like TLC. I tried the same with my, um, fire stick and it's fine. And matter of fact, it almost looks, now with the uh, the the new Linksys router, 
it almost looks like it's 4K. The picture looks so much better. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe it's time to get the Xbox Series X and go that yes. route. Yeah. Yes. yes. You can't connect to the internet on it, so get the next model. Get the next model. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, rather than the S, go with the X, right? Yep. Yes. There you go. Yeah. That's what I got. All right. So let's talk about, Justin, you decided to go ahead and take the plunge after we were talking about, you know, AMD and we were talking about the Ryzen and Sean asked a big question, would we do it? And you said, absolutely, you would go ahead and update, uh, upgrade to AMD Ryzen processor. If I could, I would. And that's what I said the last time I was on the show. And so we just recently, a few weeks ago, had... Uh, uh, the what do they call it prime day and i was looking through amazon prime day most of the time you're just going to find junk mm -hmm. um that amazon wants to get rid of however i just happened to see a ryzen 9 5900x processor that was 40 45 percent off whoa it was, it was like retails for like 650 i got it for 325 um, it's a good so price. It's basically, it was basically half off. Um, so I was looking at that and I was like, oh my God, I I kind of got to do this. Like, I just, I, I, did, I wasn't necessarily needing to, but I kind of just needed to do this. You've been talking because, about it. It's time. Yeah. So I looked up the, the 5900X. By the way, the Ryzen 9 5900X is the closest. I mean, it's the second to the top of the line they have. The 5950 is the top of the line. 5900 is right below it. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this. But with that being said, I had to get a new motherboard because it's different chipset, right? So I got a new motherboard and I got that on Prime Day as well. It was like a $225 motherboard. I got it for 175 Not bad. Then I go to a power chart and I start adding up. Okay, now I'm going to go to a Ryzen 9 5900. I've got these many drives. I've got this graphics card, this much memory. What kind of power supply do I need? Oh, boy. And it came back. And it, two different power calculators online, by the way, two different sites, came back with 650 to 800. I'm like, oh, shoot. My power supply is a, a 700. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the low end there, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get a new power supply. So I got a new power supply. I got an 850-watt Corsair. Ooh, so I like now I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting pretty, I'm sitting pretty. So I, I put the whole thing together and obviously, you know, I've had my history with putting computers together. The first couple times I tried to do it, nothing happens. Uh, I finally figured it out. I, I got everything to work. Um, I booted it up into windows 10, which was my existing installation there. It, it booted up fine. It got into windows 10. So you didn't, re just, well, so wait, so you, you put a new board, new processor. Yep. You, you got, you use, you reuse the memory, right? Everything else reused was the reused, graphics card, except for the, the whole bit. power supply. But you did yeah. not reinstall Windows. You just went ahead and disconnected that that drive. I just in. booted up. Yep, I just I just booted up, and and it got in Windows 10. But wow. it it recognized the new processor and the new motherboard, and everything was fine with you know Windows activation or whatever. But it was just not right. I mean, it just was kind of laggy, and things just didn't work right. Especially graphics drivers. Even though I installed the new graphics drivers and everything, and I did driver easy for all my other. Uh, uh, app applications or other drivers, it just didn't work right. So what I did was I bought another NVMe drive because this motherboard has NVMe. Can you uh, explain that slots. for our listeners who don't know what an NVMe drive is? So non-volatile memory. It's a new type of hard drive. It's better than a solid state. It looks like a RAM chip. Yeah. I mean, it really does. It looks like shorter. a stick of RAM. Yeah, shorter. Um, but it, you can... It's, it's, it's exceptional speeds. It's faster than... SSD even. 
uh, way faster than a spinny drive. So I got a new NVMe. I got a 500 gig NVMe off Amazon for like $59. That's good. So I popped that in. I, I, I also, on Windows 10, I downloaded the Windows 11 installer. Um, and I got the media creation tool created on a USB. So then I booted up. I, I booted up the off, off the USB. I installed Windows 11 onto that NVMe drive. And then I rebooted. And it boots right into Windows 11 right away. Now, granted, it's a fresh installation. None of my programs are there. However, I still have my old quote-unquote C drive connected. Windows 10 installation. Hang on to that thought. We're going to take a break. Okay. We come back. That's a big question for a lot of people is when they want to upgrade, what's going to work, what's not going to work. I'm actually oh, really yeah. glad that that portion of it worked. We'll come back. We'll get the answers to that question. We'll talk more technology and some amazing photos that Sean took. He can tell us how he did those as well. Uh, with Tech Talk Radio, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the web, techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hey, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is James Young from the Rock Band Sticks. If you are technically challenged, if you got trouble with that computer, here's because Lord knows I do, you need to listen to Tech Talk Radio. So going back to my computer rebuild story, I I booted into Windows 11. Uh, it it it, uh, it booted straight there. I didn't even get an option to say, you know, do you want to boot to Windows 10 or Windows 11? It just went right to Windows 11. So got Windows 11 set up. I, I had to install everything all over again. But again, I, I, I mentioned before the break that I had my old Windows 10 drive connected. So I had all the icons on the desktop that I... You know, if I went to the desktop folder of my old installation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 I have that icon. Let me reinstall that program. And let me, oh, let me reinstall this program. And then once I got all that done, I up, you know, I obviously updated the drivers and everything, Windows updates. Then I went and installed Steam uh, for, for games. Now, my Steam games library lives on the other NVMe drive that's in my computer. The games are already there. I didn't reformat that drive. The, the games are already downloaded, but I didn't know how Steam was going to act with a new installation. So I in, I reinstalled Steam, signed in, and then it said, you know, where do you where's your library? And so I pointed it to that other NVMe drive, my J drive, if you will. Right. It immediately found all my games. Oh, wow. That's great. But when I went to go click on a game, so like first off, I tried to launch uh, City Skylines, the, like, kind of like a SimCity game, right? I go to play it. It says play. And I go to play it, and then it comes up with a quick little now downloading required files. It downloaded like one megabyte of files, which would probably just going to be like the registry entries that it needed to put in okay. in terms of the Windows registry. Yeah. But within like 15 seconds, the game was launching. And so it found the installation. It installed the required drivers or whatever it needed to do, the files, for it to play it. But now, every time I clicked on another game that I had, it would just download those required files, and it would install it, and then it would launch the game. So I also tried doing something, too. So I've heard that Windows 11 is a little bit better for gaming than Windows 10. Who told you and that? I, well, there's a couple of different websites, but, but also, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I decided eh, let's, let's, let's see what happens here. Right. So I launched up, uh, our, our good friends over at, uh, running with scissors 
I launched up Postal 4. No regrets. Right. Now, prior regrets, to this. Regrets. Regret, regrets. Yeah, regrets. regrets. Yeah. Um, I, was, uh, I, I was getting around 40 frames a second uh, with my NVIDIA RTX 2080 Ti, which is still a really good, still a good card. card. Yeah. Um, but using my old processor, old motherboard. So I was getting about 40 frames a second on ultra settings. I launched it up with Windows 11 with this new processor and motherboard, and I was getting well over 60 frames a second. Wow, that's great. Yeah, uh, consistently. So it, it, I don't know if I have, I mean, yes, obviously part of it is the fact that I have a way better processor and motherboard. But I have to say, some of it has to do with Windows 11 as well. Uh, the, the game mode is improved on Windows 11. And also, my computer just feels snappy. Like, yeah. it boots a lot faster. It responds a lot better. It doesn't glitch out like it was with the other one. What do you think about it, the new interface? I'm Well, I mean, I've got a Surface Pro for work, so I have Windows 11. Huh. And I, I don't really... I mean, it's not bad. It, it took me a couple of days to get used to, but it's not, it's not that bad. Not as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah, my my biggest thing was uh, actually with Windows 11 and the interface is finding programs. <laughs> like finding your programs can be a yeah, bit of yeah. a challenge. You know, sure. you you can find them and you could pin them. You could put them on your you know on your desktop if you really wanted to. The links to I I kind of bundled mine and this is audio video creation. This is Office. You know, this is tools utilities yep, yep. and just make it that way and it works out pretty good. But you know, I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised that you're like. Liking the Windows 11 experience. Because a lot of people I know have just not been big fans of it. Yeah, it's it's got a little bit of a, a growing that's going to have to do. There's a lot of things that it needs. But the um, fact you're getting you're getting much better throughput with the same graphics card. One thing I'm wondering, though, is a lot of us have run into that nightmare before about activation. So here you go. You've got a new board, new yep. processor. Windows, yep. Microsoft will look at different things when it comes to getting your product activated. And some people have had that problem where they've installed something different and suddenly they're no longer uh, a key is, is working and they, you know, suddenly have to reactivate. I think way back in the day, they would do it just based off like your motherboard ID or something like that. Cause that was the one thing that people normally wouldn't replace. But I think now what they do is they look at uh, multiple pieces. So they look at the serial numbers of your Ram, your video card, your processor, your motherboard, Things like that. All your peripherals that you got connected, they're going to look at the serial numbers of those. And if you go and replace the CPU and motherboard, well, at least your RAM and your mother and your graphics card still have the same one. So I think they maybe use a combination of if it matches two or more serial numbers previously registered, it's a it's a good it's a good product. And I'm just guessing here. I don't know, Sean. Do you have any like? No, I, I don't. I don't know what it looks for. I mean, we could probably look it up and figure it out, but I don't know what it. it I know it uses hardware identifiers, so probably Mac, yeah. uh, whatever, you know, your Mac serial number, serial, like, like serial numbers or whatever. Yeah. How easy it was for you to get the Windows 11 uh, key? And I know for those that are still using Windows 7, Windows 10 is still out there and available for the upgrade. Oh, sh you can sure, still I find mean, it on the Microsoft website. Yeah, and it's and Windows 10's got life until I think it's 2025 is when they said they were going to retire Windows 10. Um, I just literally just download. I just googled for it. I just typed in 
uh, Windows 11 media creation tool, and it took me right to the Windows website. But Microsoft only website get it, it from Microsoft. Don't get it from oh, some third-party host or, yeah, 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 or yeah, an yeah. FTP somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No. only yeah. from Microsoft. Yeah, so you get it. You get the tool. You create it. Um, now, you did not have to reformat that C drive yet because your programs were on there, and it found them and just basically got them okay? Sure. Everything's working okay? Well, yeah, so far everything's working okay. Now, there was a couple different um, uh, things that I probably should mention is some apps, when you install them, they install their, their, their data in the C drive under app data, that, that hidden folder in your C drive, right? right? You open up app data, you'll have three folders called local, roaming, and roaming low. And if you go into the local folder or you go into the roaming folder, you're going to find a bunch of folders for all of the programs you have. Sometimes they store it. For instance, example, uh, Stream Deck, right? That's the um, the little. Oh, I can't even pull it out now to show you guys on camera. But that's that little hotkey system that you that a lot of video game streamers will use um, to be able to throw up graphics on the screen or do other things. But it's, it's literally just a 16 key or 15 key um, uh, hotkey system, right? Yeah. It stores its configuration files in the app data folder. All right. So also uh, OBS Studio. OBS Studio, uh, all my scenes, my collections that I've built were stored in the app data. I had to pull them out of the app data folder and put them in the Windows 11 app data folder. Otherwise, if I would have reformatted that C drive, I would have lost hours and hours of work. But just moving them over was able to help you in this situation. Absolutely. From yeah, I'd move over I would move over the, the the required, you know, config data folders or files from the app data folder and then I'd launch the program and boom, all my stuff was there. Nice. Made it easy. Um, yeah, absolutely. That makes it easy. Yeah, no problems uh, since then. I mean, no. Windows 11 has been really good to me. I got to say, it's really been snappy. It's been good. I haven't had any problems yet. Now, <clears throat> granted, tonight, uh, I well, because the last couple of days, I've been reinstalling games one by one. Um, I'm really going to sit down and just try to play a game tonight. And the one game that I really want to try <clears throat> is Star Citizen. Because remember, the last uh, time we were on the yes. show, I mentioned how it kept crashing on me and my computer would just turn off. That's Not what even kinda, blue screen. That's kind of what helped you in the, the decision to kind of jump and, and go with a new yeah. board processor. Yeah, so and, and a better power supply, too. So I want to see if Star Citizen will actually run properly now because it is a new computer, a uh, new installation of Windows, a new installation of Star Citizen. So there, there shouldn't be any type of corrupted files or anything. So if I have time tonight, I'm going to sit down and play a little Star Citizen. Now, um, the other... Speaking of the stars. Yeah, the, the other, oh, the other yeah. thing on this is that Sean has been out. He did a photo the other day, and I thought, oh, that's nice. But then I noticed the photo was moving. And then I realized it was not an artwork Wait, or a what? CG. It wasn't CG or anything like That's a that. movie? It was, Sean, you got to tell us about this, this project well, you did. So it, it, I've done it before. I think we've talked about it. I think when, when I first came out of the show, I actually talked about doing time-lapse, some time-lapse stuff, right? So I, I went on vacation this past week. And for those of you who don't, know me or haven't listened to the show i'm i'm really big into astrophotography taking pictures of the milky way the space station other stuff i don't have a telescope so i only get milky way and stuff but um i've got these pictures that i'm showing if you're watching the video stream of the milky way the stars 
looks amazing. Of a long wow. exposure using my Nikon D my my Nikon D850. So my 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 Nikon DSLR. So when you say long exposure, how how long did you set it for? Twenty five seconds. So the so wow. tw that means that that means the 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 sensor was exposing for twenty five seconds, and the aperture on my lens is was two point eight. So the the focal length on the the lens is two point eight. Yeah, What's cool you... is like this this one that I'm showing is actually the long exposure of the state that long line in this image that you're seeing is the space station. Oh, oh wow! So that's that's how far the space station traveled in twenty five seconds. That's amazing. That is so cool. So. And I was also using my radio to listen to the space station that entire time. Are you camp? Where, where are you camping at in this? So the, we stayed in the cabins. So like these cabins that you see in the in the images are where we stayed at. This cabin specifically, the one is with this, the light the, on here. You own these cabins? No, no, no. These are this is a resort that my my wife's family rents out once a year. Oh, okay. Wow. These are amazing um, shots. Did you know you yeah. were going to do this, or when you got there, you said, "Uh oh, I got to take pictures." No, no, no. So. Uh, I have I've done this several years. So there's me standing under this shirt. I've done this countless <laughs> years, right? So the first time that so after Caitlin and I got married, the, the first year I went up was 20, 2015. Right. She, because she was really mad at me because this is funny because this involves just involves Justin. So in 2014, so Caitlin and I have been dating less than a year, and Caitlin says, "Hey, I want you to come to the lake with my family and go to these cabins." And I was like, "Sorry, I'm going out to San Diego for Justin's birthday." <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. So that's when I flew out to, for you to go to your, for your birthday. We went to, we went to Comic-Con and all that stuff. And, yep. Yep. Uh, had, had a good time. But, 10 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. So in 2015 was the first year I went same place no. and I don't have it on this computer, but I'll, I'll get it. I'll show it during the next segment. I shot images using my Nikon D7000. Can we put these on the Tech Talk Radio uh, Facebook yeah, page? Yeah, so what, so what I did... On the blog? In, uh, this, this is, uh, so, uh, of course, with time lapses, I've got to bring wise cameras into this, right? But what I did is I did another one using the wise outdoor camera version 2 and set it up oh, for wow. a time lapse for the entire duration of the trip. <laughs> Look so at that. I have that solar panel for the wise camera version outdoor 2. So oh it kept gosh. it charged all day, and then overnight it just used the battery. And then oh, during the day, it was amazing. Now, what what then, camera is this? The Wise. This is the Wise Outdoor Camera Version Two. Now, for our listeners who are not familiar with Wise, and if they listen, they should be. What is the price on that Wise camera? Sixty. It's around sixty bucks, I think. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So, Go to wise.com. But, and find yeah, but it. so it, using the Wise camera, you can put it so. Normally, a wise camera stays connected to your home network, and right? you can't use it anywhere else. Yeah. But the the outdoor cameras you can put into what's called travel mode, meaning you put it into travel mode, you connect your phone or your smart device to it via its own Wi-Fi signal, so it shows up as wise cam, whatever, the model number. Then you can connect it to your phone and set it up to record motion and set it up to do time lapses or, or trigger recordings and things like that. So I used it as a time lapse with the solar panel attached and I captured like four and a half days worth of time lapse. Amazing stuff. Really amazing. Again, so, we'll, we'll post this on our uh, tech talk radio blog, as well as the, which is at blog.techtalkradio.com as well as our, our Facebook page. So they can uh, take a look at some of this. So you got to give me the video on that one too. Yeah. I'll, really send it to you. Cool. I'll send it to you. All right. We can take another quick break. We come back. What is the hottest game right now? If you want to play video games and, Justin has finally accomplished something that everybody should say they've accomplished. <laughs> Took him long enough. We'll be back yeah, with right. more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. 
And I'm Justin. Let me find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now back to tech talk radio. This game that Andy's been touting this whole episode so far. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Caught the internet and just the gaming world by storm. Like it was a game that was, it looked interesting. Like it'd be fun to play, but man, did it become one of the most popular games in existence. I didn't yeah. think it was going to be a game that was going to gain a lot of interest. And when I heard it was What from... other game out there you can play as a cat? And that's exactly it. And I thought, okay, well, they're going to be, you know, chintzy graphics and gameplay. And turns out they surprised everybody. Yeah. Uh, the company Anna, and I'd like to call them Anna Perina now, but it's Anna Perna. Uh, they're the ones that put this game out that, you know, they make movies, they make TV shows, music, uh, and video games. And this has been their big game. We, we tried to get a key to, to try it out. That was in such a high demand. They said, no, can't, can't do it. Yep. Yep. Um, it's called stray and in it, you basically are a stray cat. Yep. And you get, you go on missions. Now, um, my friend's son did it, uh, finished the game in eight hours. But Annapurna is promising that there's going to be, there's going to be, I guess, add-ons. There's going to be some other things. It's single player as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just senior single single player. So it says here that this is the this is the official uh, uh, tagline for it. Stray is a third-person cat adventure game set amidst the detailed neon-lit alleys of a decaying cyber city and the murky environments of its seedy underbelly. And it's who the cat runs into during yeah. the game. Solves missions and does other crazy stuff. But you're, I mean, seriously, the, the game looks amazing. It, and and what other game can you be a cat? How like, original the, is The that? only game that I can think of where you can play some sort of cat is Time Splitters 2 on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, 2, yeah. Where they had a remote-controlled cat you could drive. What was that in? Was that Time a game? Splitters 2. It was just it was just a mode in Time oh, Splitters oh, oh, 2 that you oh, could okay. control. Uh, it was bizarre. Don't ask. The, <laughs> the only other cat game that I can think of is in Postal 2. You could use a cat as a silencer. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Thank you, yeah. Vince, for that one. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was crazy. Use but, your imagination but on the, that you one. See, that's the thing. You know, I think in the, the game, just like movies, just like TV, the game world has been kind of forced to say what sells, what's working. Let's just keep doing that. And that's why we have so many different versions of Call of Duty. We have, yep. you know, uh, you know, Battle Grand, Royale games, Battle Royale, a great uh, Grand Theft Auto. Although they're finally coming out with a female lead, which I don't know if you heard that story. If you think about Ooh. it, there's been no female lead character in Grand Theft Auto from Rockstar. That's interesting. So now they're going to a female lead character. Play. Did you, I, I just saw uh, something today. It said that um, I saw someone read it. Avatar, the movie, right, mm-hmm. took 17 days to make one billion dollars in revenue. Right. Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto V, the latest release game, took three days it's to amazing. make one billion dollars in revenue. That's how much people love that game. Well, plus, I mean, if you're going to a movie, you're going to spend seven dollars for a ticket, right? Sure. Eight dollars or whatever movies are are now. You buy a game, you're you're dropping fifty dollars, so it's going to be very easy. Easily, but that's how many people 60, are usually. playing these games out there, and it's oh, not yeah. just the kids; it's the adults, it's the seniors. You know, it's it's all ages getting into games. I I know a, a guy who's in his like late sixties 
that found Red Dead Redemption 2 and loved it because it was a Western mm-hmm. and had yep. so much fun with it. So, yep. you know, the, the idea of Stray doing so well kind of says something, though, about the game industry. Gamers want original content. Justin's jaw is dropped. What are you dropping your jaw at? Dude, Stray is only twenty nine ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, it's an inexpensive game was as tri- well. I thought this was a AAA title. Yeah, it is, but it's what, but no. it's not selling for a lot of money. I I I seriously thought this was going to be a sixty dollars game. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So wow, I think Justin's getting it tonight. I, I'm be- getting it right now, actually. To be <laughs> yeah. honest, I think it would be fun too because um, probably you know Eric might like it. To, to watch the stray cat, mm, depending possibly. on situations that they run into. But, possibly, you know, yeah. Annapurna's done really good with this, and it's only going to help fund more games and more titles. You, you've got to look at it that way. I haven't played anything really fresh and original in years, so seeing this, you know, although I, I still want to... That's, that's the point. It's original and fresh. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's well, it's got to be good yeah. gameplay. It could be original I mean, and fresh and be terrible to play. But you've got to have that. But but you but you hit the nail on the head with that comment. It's original and fresh. That's why it's such a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Although I still want to fire up, you know, Flight Sim when I finally get some time. Mm. I've got another NVMe. I think I'm going to do that. Can you do that? Put a, a second drive in and just install all your games on that drive instead? That's what I just did. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I should do that because i got another NVMe to put in. I just couldn't yeah. find the screw to keep it into the under the board. Uh, and yeah, I had that problem too. I had to dig through bags and bags of screws <laughs> to find one. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I have one. Um, but no, speaking of Flight Simulator, real quick, if you're going to try to reinstall Flight Sim or even just open it up after a long time, right. you are going to have so much downloading to do. Why is it? 171 gigs was the latest update. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. No, I, have a, I have a 500 gig solid state drive. And it's, I have it. The, the drive name is Fly because that's the only thing it does is play Flight <laughs> yeah. Sim. That's the only yeah. thing I have on it is Flight Sim because it's flight like over 200 games. Yes. I mean, and, and they just keep making that game better and better and better. And the, the Maverick content is amazing. And oh my gosh, I did the Maverick content too. It's so good. And when you say Maverick, you're talking about Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah, Top Gun Maverick content that they came out um, back in November. No, no, not November, but it was supposed to come out November, but it came out came out earlier this spring. Yeah, it was like mm, April. Is it still available on Game Pass? So the PC Game Pass. Yeah, Flight Sim is still available on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, good. I don't think you get all that extra content though. You have to, you have no, to pay no, no, for that. no, no, no. You, yeah. you get the base, like, base version yeah, of the game. See, but... So I got the premium content one, or version, and I got Maverick included with mine. Yeah, now, man, the Maverick download content is free. So if you have Game Pass, you can oh. get the Maverick, you can get any free content, right? You can also buy content, but they can also take Flight Sim away from you at any point in time off Game Pass. And then you'd have to go out and buy it. Yeah, and then you, yeah. you have nothing to do uh, with the content that you paid for. So, but yeah, I paid for the the... the premium version i paid like 120 dollars or something for it when it first came out um and that gave me x amount of planes and then i bought the the reno air racing jets and then i bought some other stuff and then i you know so well now for those that have ever played monkey island have you have you played that oh my gosh that was a classic that was a classic game and a lot of people were playing it in the days of dos um which is kind of cool and then of course into windows and 
The Curse of Monkey Island. Well, they're coming out. Finally, the creator of that is coming out with a sequel. But the weird thing is, is people aren't sure of the graphics on it. If you think of Weird Al Yankovic's video that he did, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, which was featured in the movie UHF, which, as a matter of fact, came out like a, within this month, uh, many years ago. Uh, it featured the animation similar to what you saw in there. And that's what the animation looks like in the new Monkey Island. Some people are saying, no, it's again, another fresh look at something. Even though we've played Monkey Island before, another fresh look at the characters in the game. Mm, so interesting. that's an, another one. One other game I want to mention. We talked about this about a year or two ago, right? Cyberpunk 2077, right? Yeah. It came out. It was, it was absolute trash yeah it was, it was pretty bad it was, it was way really released way too early didn't anyway, keanu, keanu reeves get behind this one yeah he's, he was, actually, he's, he's actually he's actually like the, the main character yeah yeah in the main in the yeah so uh well not the main character as in the guy you play but the guy the, yeah. the other person yes anyway um the other npc character anyway um so fast forward two years right it's been about two years i actually rebought cyberpunk 2077 for the xbox now, I had it for the PC. I got it for the Xbox because when I go to Japan for two weeks at night when I'm you know hanging out with her family and I have nothing to do, I want to play something so I can stream my Xbox from my Surface. Hopefully, it'll work from Japan. We'll, we'll find out. Anyway, I got it for the Xbox. Dude, this is another one of those situations like No Man's Sky where No Man's Sky came out. It was absolute trash. You give them a couple years, let the developers finish their work because, again, the problem is not with the developers. It's with the publishers who give them the unrealistic deadlines. Yeah. It's actually really good. It's really good. So they fix it. Well, could it be because you're playing on a faster machine now? No, able to no, handle no, 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 not that. It's all the, it's, it's the bugs. It's the bugs and the interactions with the NPCs. Like, honestly, sometimes I like to fire up cyberpunk and literally just go on a walk around town, a walk in first person view and just take in the sights. And all the people doing what they're doing, it actually feels somewhat realistic. Is and I a, don't want to say it feels realistic because yeah. it's not. But is this a AAA title somewhat. that you're going to pay sixty dollars for? Yes, it is. It is okay. Yeah, it but is you're a AAA it's title. You're now it, it is. It is. And I've been talking to people that have been, you know, they stuck by it from the very beginning. They're like, yeah, yeah, it, it really sucked in the beginning, but it's gotten a lot better. And Thankfully, it actually has. So right. if you were a player with Cyberpunk 2077 and got a, got refund, try it again. All right. Now, you have a 2060, 2070. What, what do you 2080 have? 2080 Ti. You have a 2080. Prices are finally coming down on the 3080s. Mm -hmm. The 4000 series right around the corner. I mean, they're coming down quite a, you get a 38. You get a 3080 now for around 799 even cheaper. Would Has anything made you say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and bite? Because remember, they uh, were going for two grand. No, no I'm not going to bite. I'm actually going to bite on AMD. I'm going to go all AMD, I think, honestly. Sean, don't you have... What, what was your new graphics card? 3060. Yeah. A 3060. Okay. I might go AMD for my next graphics card. But honestly, the 2080 Ti is going to keep me... Especially now that it's working much better with a better processor, better computer overall. I think I'm going to stick with this for a few more years. And I may go to AMD when it's time... But AMD uses way less power, and honestly, right now, AMD has the upper hand. Well, they're, in terms they're, of Radeon, everything. they're Radeon series of cards. It's actually really good. They've had and good red, numbers. Their, their Ryzen their series of, are really good, too. Yeah. Yep, and their Ryzen series is better than Intel right now. So 
honestly, AMD's got the upper hand. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Website of the week. Justin's got a good one for us, especially if you love tech. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. TechTalkRadio.com. Find us there. Be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. I actually came across... Uh, Apparently, this website has been around for a while. Yeah, uh, but I actually we've never mentioned it. it. We never mentioned it. No, but I I came across it and I I I like it. It's 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 super cool. So the the website is and it, I gotta say it's it's a weird name, right? But All you right. gotta spell it out. It's slash dot dot org. All right. So it's the word slash dot slash dot dot org, and it's. I think they call themselves like it's like news for nerds, but they have all these other these categories. So you've got, you know, entertainment, technology, uh, open source, science. Um, there's other there's other categories, but I just like the one. It's basically I just follow their main page, and it's a super simple website. It's text based. Everything is text based. You don't have to worry about ads or or, well, or I see videos. Ads. Yeah. Well, no, no. There's there's. Ad, well, I, actually, I I'm using my pie hole, so it right. blocks those ads. <laughs> but um, but I mean, there. Yeah. There's so there's ads on it. But honestly, it's really easy to find what you're looking for because every article is only maybe just a couple paragraphs long at the most. And if you want to, you click on it and go to you know the actual article. But it's kind of like, like I those like that little... their their main page is called the Firehose. Like you're just getting hit with the the Firehose of news. All the biggest yep. tech stories. Uh, like yep. for example, for today doing the show, U.S. gamers spending a lot less on video games. Uh, you got big... yeah because nobody's at home at, during the pandemic. Everybody's not buying video games to take up all their time. Yep. Uh, yep. Logitech will launch a handheld cloud gaming device uh, this year. That's what they're saying, at least. Uh, MicroStrategy reports $1 billion in loss. CEO steps down to focus on Bitcoin. And attacks on Taiwan uh, Taiwan websites, likely the work of Chinese hacktivists, which we've been mm. hearing a lot about. So again, I mean, uh, pretty much everything. You got crypto in there. You got gaming. You got hardware. You got all kinds of stuff on there. Entertainment. You can even click on the entertainment section and just learn about entertainment. There's all kinds of different things. So right. uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. Uh, so again, it, the website is slash dot dot org all right so good. the word slash the word dot and then dot org good website of the week all right uh that's it for this week's show hopefully uh everybody be regrouped and with us next week find us on the web at techtalkradio.com i'm andy taylor i'm sean DeWeird, and i'm justin let me have yourselves a great week see you next time